You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Can you see the Blue Jays making the World Series here in 2022? I voted yes. I'm interested to know what you would vote. But here's the thing. It's not like hockey. And in some cases, even the NFL and for darn sure the CFL. you got to be good to make the playoffs in Major League Baseball. you got to be good. Only good teams make it. So that means you're a good team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. It's me, the champ. It's hour two of the RP Show coming at you on Game Plus Television. Maybe you're listening to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. So howdy-do. Welcome on inside. And we're on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM Atlanta. The guys didn't tell me, but I assume we've got the Moose with us here in hour two. Moose, are you with us back in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle? How are you, Moose? I am great. I was wondering who's who's prettier to you, Ron Dugay or Mike Johnston? Probably Ron Dugay, and that's because of an historical affection that yeah. I have for Ron Dugay. Right? Um, that would be the opposite of recency bias. What's the opposite of recency bias? <laughs> what, that. What's the term that's the opposite? That yeah, yeah historical. <laughs> it's Ron Dugay. Always loved him. Uh, had his hockey cards, of course. Rangers came. I just loved him, man. <laughs> and uh, this is in no way, shape, or form at all your fault. Or Clark, you guys are roughly the same age that you don't. You didn't know Ron Dugay till I mentioned him. What about a year ago? Right? Yeah. And you're like, who is this guy? I'm like, <gasps> Ron Dugay was Bon Jovi before there was Bon Jovi. Remember when we started bringing Ron Dugay on and all those senior citizens that watch our show on television every day, all the, the ladies were just like, va, va, vu. They all got revved up for Ron <laughs> Dugay, and he doesn't mind. We went overtime in the interview. Ted from Red Deer's watching. He says, if you're going to go overtime, Ronnie's a great guy to do it with. What a great interview. Wayne in BC watching says, I could listen to Ron Dugay for hours. Good interview. Ryan in Toronto says, I love it when you interview former NHL players, Rod. Great interview with Ron Dugay. See, they all love it. <laughs> and I said to Clark, let's get the alum on, Clark, as many as we can. So that's as the NHL season gets ready to roll here uh, in a matter of weeks, days, actually, we're going to be doing a lot of that. How's your morning going, Moose? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, just in a fantastic mood today. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I know our guy, Kevin, the mediums watching and uh, my advisors, by the way, told me and a lot of people watching, they'll get the inference of what that is. My advisor said, you're finally where you belong. And I'm like, man, does that feel good? Because I feel good, too. On the radio, on television every day, just talking sports and having fun. Going back here, Todd, by the way, they just love Dugay. Todd in Winnipeg says, I love the term nice hockey as ron describes it perfect description and Corey may in winnipeg says gerard gallant seems to get the most out of his goaltenders i can't disagree with that either um but it's you know with the dugay thing he's like it's nice hockey they don't hit anymore this isn't just a preseason thing they don't hit in the regular season and if they're not hitting in the regular season how much do you think they're trying in the preseason so 
Do you have any recollection as a child of going to NHL preseason games at all? Tell me. No, none. Okay, that's fine. But I have a few because I came from a hockey family. And trust me, you CFL fans will get around to that because that's the poll question today and we have a lot of things to get to there. But I want to tell you, the (laughs) St. Louis Blues held their training camp in Regina in the early 80s in the Agrodome. And so my dad, being the hockey guy that he was, and the tickets were cheap. He loaded up the station wagon. We all went into a game. Of course, this was Brian Sutter and the St. Louis Blues and Greg Millen and guys of that ilk. We all came away as Oilers fans. The Oilers came in to play him. They were the visitors, (laughs) but Gretzky was cool. And it was Glenn Anderson and Mark Messier and, and the Oilers. So we went to those games, and I don't really remember who won. Who cares? And then the L.A. Kings held, held the training camp. And some of you older viewers, you're going to have to remind me, maybe write in on the 902 line. But the Canadian men's national hockey team came through and played preseason games. One was for sure against the L.A. Kings because I was there. And I think they played a game against the Oilers, too. And after the game, we all went down for autographs. I'd have been like eight or nine, Darren. And the Kings played in those yellow jerseys with the purple crowns. (gasps) (sighs) (laughs) And Marcel Dion played. And Luke Robitaille was our rookie. So I can go back and look at the year right now. Tiger Williams played. It was about 83, 84. And I remember walking up to Tiger after the game, and I couldn't get near him for an autograph. He had his back turned, but I reached out, and I just touched him. I poked him with my... I was like, I was eight years old. I'm like... (gasps) I touched Tiger Williams. You know, is it, you know, and we've had him on the show and we ended up being fans. I guess that's what the NHL preseason's about was is that. And not expect to go and expect. I don't think it's new. I just for the first time I've really I'm paying more attention to the NHL preseason going, they're not trying. But I think Ron Dugay, the the end of my soliloquy and monologue here is that he goes, We used to try. They don't anymore. Fair? Yeah, that's fair. Used to try because those roster spots were really legitimately up for grabs. Now there are in the bottom six and the, you know, bottom pair defense and things like that. But with contracts the way they are now, you know, if you're paying guys uh, and, and so, you know, shrewdly negotiated with one way deals and two way deals, there's less spots up for grabs. And so, yeah, it's not quite the same battle as it used to be. I'm sorry that I'm smiling, but the comments are coming in from our viewers that are making me smile. Um, you know, Glenn Erickson, he's watching in yes. Medicine Hat, and he says, va va voom hilarious. Is this an Archie's comic? <laughs> have, in your generation, have they not used the term va va voom if you are? <laughs> no? But you get no. what I'm saying. Oh, no. of course. That's what's so, but that's what's so great about the references is they're timeless. And, you know, yeah, we <laughs> don't use va, va, voom, but you know what? I know exactly what it means. Va, va, voom. Who, who's hotter, Betty or Veronica? <laughs> oh, man. Um, Betty. I'm not surprised. I'm not yeah. surprised that you would say that. That's cool. Yeah. She's the very You know my type. Yeah, exactly. Um, on this vein from Todd Pinkney, one of our Priority One viewers, as is Glenn Erickson and Medicine Hat. Actually, everybody watching is a priority. Todd says, remember when the NHL old-timers used to make their trek across Canada and play the police or firefighters? With most of that regime passed away, if they did that again, who do you think it would be? Well, listen, speaking of Tiger Williams, and I guess that's why people love this show. It is the stories. You know, Tiger's a really good friend of mine, and we used to sit down and talk about this. I'm like, I mean, one time we were at a banquet hall, wherever we were, Weyburn or something, or Yellowgrass or whatever. I said, why is it always Brad Park, Yvonne Cornmaier? There's the same guys. I'd like to see an Eric Lindros. I'd like to see a Mike Medano. I'd like to see a Brad Hall. And he's like, those guys don't want to do it. They don't need the money. (laughs) He goes, those old guys, they need the money, which I know is a fact because not those specific guys that I'm talking about, but when COVID hit, Darren, and you and I were hip to hip at that time, when the sports banquets went, 
a lot of these sports icons bank accounts went <laughs> Craig Campbell watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Tirana. He says, uh, Betty Rubble. I can't do, I can't. We can't sit here and talk about the hottest cartoon characters. I would, it, 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 it's, it's disturbing. Uh, for instance, John Ohm, Ohm in Winnipeg says, Jessica Rabbit. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. We can't talk about cartoon characters. That's sick. <laughs> um, There's got to be a fetish for that, right? That we need to steer clear of. John Kirby in Edmonton writes in, there, there is a clinical, a clinical name for people that find cartoon characters sexually turns them on. And I'm not one. And I don't want to, I don't even know what it is. But there is a name. Somebody Google it and look it up. So as much as I want to say about that. Yeah, Clark's like, no, I don't think I want to Google that. Um, John <laughs> in Edmonton watching. He says, the Calgary Flames, headline here. Calgary Flames set to resurrect controversial minor league mascot Scorch for this upcoming season. What do you think, Rod and company? I speak for myself in saying, I don't care. Don't care. Do you? No. No. Okay. Moving on. Like, like Hank Snow, I'm moving on. Stop it, Ryan in New York. Stop. He says Midge. Do you remember Midge, the cousin? No. Okay. Midge, there was something about her, too. Um... I want to spend a minute, and maybe we'll dedicate the next segment to the Canadian Football League. Uh, it's one eleven Eastern, by the way, eleven eleven Mountain, where you're at. And I just want you to know that uh, if you've noticed Beautiful. that, we're on the right, we're on the right path. And by the way, for some reason, guys, my headphone feed of the studio has gotten quieter as the show's gone along. I've checked oh, my gear, and it's no. not a me problem. Can you pump up the volume a little bit on your sound effects? Because I can barely hear them. Now, we are airing in Western Canada. Thank you. We are airing in Western Canada, where hockey is a really big thing, as is junior hockey. We didn't really get into it, the Connor Bedard trade yesterday, as much as maybe we should have. Uh, the Regina Pats, God's team acquiring Sam Oremba from the Seattle Thunderbirds. He's 17 years of age, too. It's in my commentary today. You can go read it. There's been a lot of comments on that. Last hour, we talked about the Blades losing at home last night to Lethbridge and teed up tonight's game. So it's not like we're not talking about it at all. The people are arguing with me, saying, Rod, acquiring Sam Oremba from Seattle, he's only 17. This is setting the Pats up for the future. I'm like, no. Like, don't have an enemy to fight and argue anymore. This is simply my opinion. Yeah, you can have Sam Marimba, first-round talent, when he's 17, 18, and 19. Sure. A couple things that are bad about that. Number one, Seattle couldn't find a place for him. I talked to the Thunderbirds last night. He's a great player. And I'm sorry to say, but if he was that great, they would have found a place for him. I'm sorry to say it. But when Bedard leaves, he's gone. So you're not... Bedard's gone. You're not going to have this formidable tandem of Bedard and Remba. You only have it for this year. It's like plugging holes in a boat. That's all. And trading three first, sorry, three picks, one of which is a first rounder over the next three years, you're obliterating your future. But I like the fact that the Pats have made this the sign that we're going for it. If you're a Pats fan, you should be excited. You want your team to push the chips into the table because that's when you have a chance. The Rough Riders aren't doing that. You got a general manager in Jeremy O'Day on Tuesday who said and has said all year, we're not sacrificing our future for one season. And now they're praying that they make the playoffs. So if I had to take a choice, it would be what the Regina Pats are doing, but it's still mortgaging their future. That's what I see. What do you see? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, a 17-year-old, Right is is not going to be counted on unless your name's Connor Bedard as, as being a premier um, top six forward on your group trying to win a Memorial Cup. It's just never really been the case. 
And for Seattle, you trade a young guy. They're in kind of win now mode too, trying to compete with Kamloops out West. Absolutely. So, you know, they're looking at these draft picks, probably going to hang on to them and maybe flip them closer to the January 10th trade deadline to try and acquire some talent, 18, 19 year old talent that can help them win now. Or if they decide they're not as good as they thought, they keep them and their future looks pretty good with some high draft picks. So, you know, it's a good move for Seattle. I don't hate the move for Regina either, but they're going to have to add a lot more if they want to win now. I'm just reading viewer comments. Jennifer at the Four Seasons says, with that trade, you know Connor's not going to be traded now. For sure. Again, Jennifer, you need to go read rodpeterson.com. It's up there right now, my thoughts on this. From Todd Pinckney, he says, Bedard, Howe, and Vallis, top scoring line in the WHL. You can't win with one line. Ryan McCarthy in New York. Skidia Philia. Uh, John, by the way, in Winnipeg, home, <laughs> has looked it up. Skediophilia. Um, drawing sexual arousal to cartoon characters. How about that? Hot damn! Glenn in Medicine Hat says we could get into the Ginger and Marianne conversation too. Do you know what that means, Darren? Do you know what that means? <laughs> I do. Do you? I do. Know oh, you do? Okay. Means, yeah. Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just allow one more. Ken Friedman watching on YouTube says, Betty equals Marianne. Uh, they're both the wholesome type. Usually you like one or the other. You and I have had these discussions, but not yeah, on the Deeply, air. yeah. And, no. yeah, Skediophilia. I feel like we're uh, walking into an episode of Dahmer. When we come back, the Canadian Football League discussion, the National Football League discussion, and on the way, Mo Egger from ESPN Cincinnati. It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and your home for Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Landmark Cinema's extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. As you see a beautiful day. In South Florida, lots to talk about, and somehow or another, this show's discussion denigrated into this, the discussion of Betty versus Veronica, uh, Jessica Rabbit, 
Uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons, she took us out of the gutter and says, The Fawns, that was her guy. Um, Ken Friedman on YouTube says, I think Rod would do a great interview with an expert on people attracted to cartoon characters. Not interested, not happening, it's a sports show. And for that, we bring in our good friend Mo Egger, ESPN Radio, Cincinnati. <laughs> the, the, the look of disgust, or not even what disgust. Quizzical look on your face says it all, Mo. People attracted to cartoon characters. What? What kind of show is this? Why are you having me on this show? How about that? What are we doing here? It's called Skeetophilia. Don't ask. Huh? It just, what? I don't even know how it came up. It's called weird is what it's called, okay? It's called creepy. That's what it is. Creepy. <laughs> you don't, you don't get into this? We have 5 billion human beings on the planet. You can't find one that you find attractive. You have to go to a cartoon. That's weird. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. No, hey, I'm good. I meant, Hard to <laughs> I meant to have you on the air. Well, I tried Friday morning after the Bengals Dolphins showdown Thursday night football. <laughs> you were gone to New York. How was the yeah. weekend? Uh, it was good. I had a, a 6 a.m. flight uh, after a Thursday night football game. I went to New York for a buddy of mine's wedding, and then we we hung in and, and watched. Went to a couple of the Yankees games. We uh, we thought we would see maybe Aaron Judge hit his 60-second home run. That did not happen. But the good news is, got to come back, and last night in Cincinnati, we got to watch the Reds get their 60-second win. So very, very <laughs> similar. Very, very similar vibe here in, in Cincinnati as, as what we had in New York. Well, was was much different expected out of the Reds this year, if I may? Was, was there not some optimism going into the year? Uh, not really. No, I mean th th okay. this was a year. This was a a bad baseball season. We thought the team was going to be pretty bad. I don't know that anybody, if they if they lose today, their last game of the year, they'll finish with a hundred losses, which has only happened once in the history of the franchise. Maybe most of us didn't think they'd be that bad, but we thought this team would be frankly not very good but but this year has been dominated by uh less attention with the reds less attention on what's happening on the field and more about uh the public disaffection with uh the, the team's ownership i got it well look had i had you on friday morning i would have asked you what it was like in the stadium when Tua was laying there what what what, what was the vibe man because you can imagine in south florida it has not been good days since thursday no, for a lot of reasons. Um, it, quiet uh, concern. And I think a, a real sense of this could have been avoided. And this was something that a lot of people saw coming. Now, I don't get into a lot of the, uh, you know, amateur diagnosis that you have there from all the, the doctors on the Internet. I, I tend to leave that to to medical professionals. But I mean, look, what you saw to a tag of Ilo, what you saw from him uh, the previous Sunday, you couldn't help but think about that as you watched him lay on the turf uh, at uh, at Paycor Stadium. Uh, and and so you knew it was going to trigger another round of discussions about the NFL's concussion protocol. And uh, the most important thing is it feels like Tua is okay. I don't know when he's going to play again, but um, in the moment, I, I've never seen an entire team leave the sideline the way the Miami Dolphins left their sideline on Thursday. And so you had a sense being in the stadium instantly that this wasn't good. I think it's going to be interesting to see what the, what the fallout from this is. Are there legitimate changes to the league's concussion protocol? Do the players really deep down inside want significant changes to the league's concussion protocol? I think those are good questions, but just in terms of Thursday night, that was scary, and and I'm glad that Tua appears, at least right now, appears to be okay and uh, on track to play at some point, certainly not this weekend. Yeah, okay enough, but ruled out for week five, which doesn't yeah. surprise anybody. The guys here, like Joe Rose on the radio, he does color for the Dolphins, played for him. He expects three, four, five weeks before Tua comes back. Um, if he comes back at all, that's a win. And where where are you, Mo, because you cover the Bengals every day on your talk show. You talk, where are you on the head the concussion situation today seems like it would be a decent enough data to talk about that. Well, I, I, I don't try to pretend to be a medical professional. So, so to me, <clears throat> you know, they, they fired the, the independent head injury expert. Okay. And, mm -hmm. and I, I guess I understand why, but at the end of the day, we're left to defer to experts, right? 
it's not that different from I take my car to a mechanic who is an expert on fixing cars. Sometimes he gets it wrong. Uh, I, I, I go to an expert if I get a, if I get a cold, if, if I suffer some, that, that expert is a doctor. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they get it wrong. So you are dealing with human beings here. And so how do you mitigate the expert getting it wrong? Well, then you use an extreme amount of caution. So you look at a guy like Tua Tagovailoa, you take him out of that game the previous week. You don't let him play against the Bengals. You might rule him out for the game after that. But okay, is that what we really want? Is that what the league really wants? I mean, you know, let's let's just say here in Cincinnati, Bengals play Baltimore on Sunday night. Let's say Joe Burrow suffers something that looks like a head injury and has symptoms that would make you believe a head injury is possible. They take him out of that game. And then they just automatically rule him out of the next game. Bengals fans want that? Sounds great. Like, we want these guys, we want them all healthy. Uh, we don't want them suffering concussions and dealing with the, the CTE after effects. We say those things until it impacts our team's chances of winning. And so uh, what I would want to know is, do, do we really want to mitigate what happens when the experts get it wrong? And if the answer is yes, then we're going to go to extreme lengths to make sure these guys aren't subject to uh, concussions, uh, consecutive concussions in a certain amount of time. But I really wonder if deep down inside that's what the NFL wants, if that's what players want, if that's what the broadcast partners want, and if that's what fans want. Yeah, well said. And you're right. they want to win more than they worry about player safety would be the summation of that. And I agree. It's the same thing here. Without Tua last year, they couldn't win. With them, they won. They might have won, by the way. The Dolphins in Cincy Thursday was kind of going that way. Don't you? That was a closer game that probably than it should have been. Yeah, I mean, on the on the spectrum of of capable backup quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater is on the higher end. I think we would agree with that. And but look, I mean, yeah, Miami had the lead in the fourth quarter, and uh, the Bengals can't run the ball. Um, I, I think the Cincinnati team's defense is should be talked about more. And you know, maybe it's a different outcome if Tua plays. And that's the thing we're going to find out about the Bengals on Sunday is, you know, they've they've played Mitch Trubisky, who's basically a backup quarterback. They've played Cooper Rush, who's a, a backup quarterback, one who's played quite well. Uh, they've played Joe Flacco. And for the most part, on uh, on Thursday, they played a backup quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. Lamar Jackson's not a backup quarterback, and he's having an excellent season. And so, you know, he really presents the first significant test uh, to this Bengals defense. But uh, yeah, I mean, who knows how that game unfolds if Tua plays. I do think you have to give the Bengals credit for making the plays they did, specifically on defense, and T. Higgins had a huge game. Um, but sure, I mean, th that game was, if I would have said to you it's Joe Burrow versus Teddy Bridgewater, most would say Joe Burrow should win the game. And, you know, Thursday night games are always weird. It's hard to balk at a 12-point win on a Thursday night against a team that has an explosive offense like Miami does. But sure, you're being fair if you wonder, if the outcome uh, wouldn't have been different had Tua gotten through the entire game. Hey, just in that AFC North, everybody's two and two, but the Steelers uh, below 500. Where are you on? Do you feel like the Bengals have stabilized a little bit? I guess you just kind of said that. Are you saying they haven't been tested yet? Like, how are you on this Bengals team? I think the defense hasn't been significantly tested yet. I, I think the team has figure out a, figured out a way to kind of kind of get back to a place where you're no longer panicking which is you know two weeks ago they start 0 and two uh the offense is broken they're not protecting Joe Burrow I think you then looked at the next two games as you need to win them but more than anything you need to lay a foundation on which they can build and I feel like they've done that they've they've blocked better they certainly did uh, a better job of keeping Joe Burrow upright against Miami there's still a work in progress up front. I think Joe has looked more comfortable. He's played better. The, he stopped turning the football over, which was obviously a major reason, the major reason why they lost the uh, the Pittsburgh game. But I think more than anything, for as much as people talk about Joe and the wide receivers and what the offensive line is going to be, you know, go back to last season. They made the Super Bowl on the shoulders of defense and special teams. Um and did it against Derrick Henry and then did it against Patrick Mahomes and they had to play different styles against those teams. Well, what did they do this offseason? They kept those same guys around. The, of the 15 most used players on defense last year, 
14 are back. And so you have a unit that has enjoyed great continuity and there's no real hole there. Like, I don't think the Bengals are going to lose any games this season where the defense just gets trounced. You know, they, and I've talked about this a lot on my show the last couple of days, you watch these guys and there's, there's some guys who are, maybe they're becoming household names here, but they're not known around the league. They're not known around the country. They're certainly not known in Canada. But when you watch the Bengals defense, you don't see a lot of assignment errors. You don't see a lot of blown coverages. You don't see communication issues. Sometimes individual teams just make plays or the other team's offensive coordinator calls the right play or a guy wins a one-on-one matchup. But this is a really good defense and there's no real hole. Their secondary is deep. Uh, their linebacker core has a couple of guys that are, are really ascending. Their pass rush needs to be better and they're going to have to figure out a way to survive without uh, one of their defensive tackles, DJ Reader, for a while. But to me, that's, I think if you're a Bengals fan, you feel good because, all right, the offensive issues are being fixed. Still a dramatic work in progress because the running game has been non-existent. They got to figure out a way to get Jamar Chase going a little bit more consistently. But you feel like, you know what, they're going to have a chance to win every week while they figure out the offensive issues because their defense is good enough. The defense was good enough in the two games they lost. And the defense, for my money at least, is the main reason why they've won these last two games to get back to 500. Hey, I got to ask you this. Maybe a dumb question, uh, but I'm the king of those. With the Major League Baseball playoffs starting this weekend, and when our Blue Jays are taking on the Seattle Mariners, how much will you be watching given the fact the Reds aren't part of them? Well, me, I love October baseball. I love baseball. Um, I'm, I'm curious as to how this format is going to be received by the public because mm-hmm. we, we obviously have a, an added postseason team per league. I, I think it waters down the regular season dramatically, and I think that's really impacted interest in this sport in the regular season. But we do have more teams in the postseason. We do have more series. We do have more games. I think it's going to be interesting to see how people consume baseball in the month of October and how much they consume baseball in the month of October. For me though, yeah, look, I mean, you just mentioned two teams. One hasn't been to the postseason in over two decades. Another hasn't been to the world series since I was in high school, Joe Carter. Right. So yep. uh, I'm, I'm always interested in, in seeing if, you know, the new blood in the, in the world series, but I think that the baseball postseason is interesting because here, you know, Dusty Baker was the manager. The only thing Dusty hasn't done in his baseball life is win a World Series as a manager. I think if he does, he's a shoe in for Cooperstown. I'm rooting for Dusty. The LA Dodgers are playing with an extraordinary amount of uh, pressure because in a full 162-game season, they haven't won the World Series since 1988, and yet they just lap the rest of the National League. There's the collapse of the New York Mets. Uh, can they rebound in October? The New York Yankees playing, I think, with a fair amount of pressure on them and Aaron Boone. Uh, do we get an Astros-Yankees uh, matchup in the postseason? I- I'm personally, as much as I wish the Reds were playing, uh, I've known since uh, April that wouldn't be the case. I-, I get really into the baseball postseason, and it's the best month, man. You get the NFL, you get the CFL, you get yeah. college football, you get the start of the basketball season, hockey's happening, uh, and then the baseball playoffs, man. There's a thousand things going on. So yeah, I'm actually really interested I feel, though, that I'm almost going to be by myself here. In fact, I said this on my show the other day. I won't get one phone call on my show about the baseball playoffs. Not one. Uh, It it just, it feels like uh, casual baseball fans go away in the month of October unless their team is playing in it. We'll see if that's the case this year. Well, we're very lucky that in Canada, we've got one team and the whole country's interested in them, the Blue Jays. (laughs) So it's fantastic. Hey. Did my gal Jess reach out to you? Have you con- have you made contact with Jess yet? Jess Phillips? Uh she did. I, I have yet okay, to, to get a chance to, to go to her spot, but I've it's gotten great reviews and I'm going to go. I just I, I I personally haven't had a chance, but the folks that I know who have gone, it's right there on Freedom Way. It's kind of right between where the Reds play and where the Bengals play. It looks awesome. And so I'm I'm going yeah. to go here maybe within the next week. When you do, hit me, like, send me a pic and say hey to Jess for me. Thanks, Mo, for doing Definitely. that. I appreciate it. You got it. Okay, I'll, buddy. I'll Have a great day. Week. All right. Rod, you too, man. Have a Thanks. great show today. All right. I'll do the my best. Mo Egger. <laughs> ESPN Radio Cincinnati. We'll be right back with a sports update. More of the moose in a moment. It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform. 
and on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, we are back in the air chair. Actually, I never left. Just before we bring in the moose, we've got a few things to get to here. A sports update on this Wednesday. In the Canadian Premier League, that's soccer, a fantastic late goal from Ali Mousse booked Calgary Cavalry FC's spot in the Canadian Premier League playoffs as they defeated Winnipeg Valor FC 2-1 at Spruce Meadows. As a result, the Winnipeggers were officially eliminated and Pacific FC clinched a playoff spot as well. All your Canadian Premier League info is available on their website at canpl.ca. The Toronto Blue Jays wrap up the regular season today with a doubleheader in Baltimore. The Jays return home Friday to open a best-of-three playoff series against the Seattle Mariners. The Jays send Mitch White to the hill for today's first game in Baltimore. Uh, Meanwhile, Dallas baseball fan Corey Yeomans made the catch of a lifetime, snagging the ball that New York Yankees slugger Aaron Judge hit for his American League record 62nd home run. Tuesday night, Yelman says he doesn't know what he's going to do with the ball, which is now estimated to be worth $2 million U.S. And winless in five NHL preseason games, the Vancouver Canucks host the Edmonton Oilers tonight in Abbotsford, B.C. The Oilers hammered the Canucks 7-2 on Monday in Edmonton. Elsewhere, the Flames visit the Winnipeg Jets. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of slow pitch. For the tap, brew house, and drive through liquor store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Let's bring the moose in here. We do have some breaking news or big news today from the RP show. We'll get to this before the end of this segment. But let's just say you caught Aaron Judge's ball in the outfield in Arlington, Texas last night. What would you do with the ball? No wrong answers to this, I don't think. No, there's really not. I would probably. Uh, I go back and forth between auctioning it off and giving it to the baseball hall of fame, or I keep it in my office, you know, and I, and I'd uh, find a way to get it signed and I, and I would keep it, but probably I would probably be giving it to the baseball hall of fame or, or something along those lines. That'd be where I'd do with it. You. You'd be giving it away for nothing. Yeah. Don't, it belongs don't lie. in the, How about no, you it belongs in the Hall no, of Fame. Or I would no, or don't I'd probably lie. Put Ladies it and gentlemen, we have a liar. We have a liar here. Just oh it. no. Yeah, give like, us worth two gonna, million dollars. Right, but I'm not gonna go sell it because I, I'm not. Like I'm not just gonna put it up for auction or, or just go and sell it because partly because of the position I'm in too, like in being in broadcasting and media. But I would probably be looking at something like Tom Brady's touchdown pass, right? It's going to go back to the team. And you know what? You can a write me a check or give me season tickets for life, or you can, you know, do different things like that. I'd be all for that. That would be really cool. Just be honest, man. From our viewers, (laughs) some good ones. What would you do with it? I'm going to get to that. From Christine, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, You're crazy, Darren. You're crazy. Bingo. From Andrew Stout says, no way he gives the ball away for free. I know, Andrew. I can smell a lie like a fart in a car. I, I, from the second you started talking, I knew you weren't telling the truth. Um, Mandy in Edmonton says, hi, Rod. Loved the legend Ron Dugay today. However, I didn't receive notice to do my hair ahead of time. We all would have got fixed up if Ron Dugay was coming on. 
What a guy. I don't think, Mandy, you're old enough to be in that demographic of women that swoon for Ron Dugay. From Kevin the Medium. Liar! <laughs> Corey in Winnipeg says $2 million in this economy? I just heard the other day somebody said America's in a recession. They just don't want to say it. It's probably a Biden thing. And if America is, pretty sure Canada is. So here's what I would do. If I caught the ball, I would say, take me down to the Yankees clubhouse and bring me a golf cart. I'm not walking. So we would go down underneath, and I would meet Aaron Judge out front. I'm like, can I get a picture, Aaron? He would say yes. And I would say, let's go over here. Cameras, beat it. It's you and me. I know you want this thing. What's it worth to you? And let him throw out the first offer. You're a businessman. Are you not? You never make the first offer. Never. Uh, Well, Rod, it's worth like a million to me. And I'm like, I'll I'll take it. Now, then I would probably take it. uh, Because as my accountant says, (laughs) pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Similar to that guy that was trying to... Yeah, go ahead. Right there. Go ahead. You know, you would like, there's a difference between taking an offer and going out and seeking it, right? Like, you know, if I said, you're not going to sit there with the ball, at least, you know, it's a little greedy to be, I'm, I'm selling this thing and I want a million dollars for it. So I'm putting it on eBay, putting it on the auction, I want a million bucks, but going down that road, being like, I'll give this away. Well, your phone's going to ring. Be like, I want that ball. Aaron judge is going to call you and say, I want that ball. And I'll give you a million dollars for it and be like, okay, I'd like, I'll give it to you for that. Sure. But you know, to just go put it up on the auction sites or do that just feels cheap. It doesn't feel right. You know, um, you're going to get something back for it when you go to Aaron judge or you go to the hall of fame. Yeah, hey, a lot of guys will do that and not lose a second sleep, but I want to know it's Aaron. It's your ball. You hit it, but you and I both know I'm not giving it to you. So tell me what it's worth to you. And let's work out a deal. I think that would be only fair. That's very similar to the story that you know, the guy that held the Twitter handle at Rod Peterson. He was a chef in Las Vegas. I went to Las Vegas and I said, what do you want for that Twitter handle? I'll pay you cash right now. I met him in the lobby of the Luxor and I had peanut butter Pete with me because I needed a guy that looked mean, you know, as my muscle. And Pete came (laughs) with me and, and the guy threw out a number. And I said, get bent. And I turned to walk away. And he's like, ah, what will you pay for it? So I paid him. And I got the way we did the exchange right there. We sat down on the couches in the lobby of the Luxor. And I walked away with a Twitter handle at Rod Peterson because he owned it. Which the ironic thing is his name was Rocky. He went by the name Rocky. He never even went by Rod Peterson. And then the cash that I gave him, he went and plunked it down on a blackjack table. One hand, gone. (laughs) <laughs> lost it um Jeez. yeah one one hand mandy in edmonton writes in she says interesting to hear the riders aren't happy with Moz's play calls imagine him being the head coach and losing games and a chance for the playoffs because of the same mistakes all the time let me break come back with the moose our show news and i want to find mandy you tell me where this news has come out that the Rough Riders aren't happy with Moz's play calling. I want to see the link because is it fake news or is it documented somewhere? I haven't seen this. Have you, Darren? Not that. No, I have not. Okay. Tell us, Mandy, where you heard that. And we'll talk about that and all kinds of things. Corey in Winnipeg says, by the way, box seats for how many years to equal the value? Why should the Texas Rangers put up season tickets in a luxury suite for years? Not their ball, not their player. This is Aaron Judge. Um, Colin in Ottawa, dupes, stop it. You're selling it, and we all know it. Come on, I, I would give it away to the Boy Scouts. They could use Overtime's the money more than next. It's the RP show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
It's overtime, and we've got plenty of time for it here on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and the radio, WQEE. Uh, overtime is for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. And I got a message, uh, George, Darren, from George, the Greek freak. He wants you all to know the Blue Jays and Mariners game is 207 Mountain. Were you aware of that? I was not aware of that. Friday, game one, and you can watch the doubleheader. Blue Jays, Mariners at 207 Mountain, followed by Rough Riders, Hamilton Tiger Cats. It fits perfectly. You and I were talking about it this morning. You'd heard a rumor that it was going to be a matinee, and that is a fact. Did you know that? Yes. I didn't know it was confirmed. Um, All all the apps still say TBD, but uh, good to hear. Okay, that from George. Well, the man knows his stuff. As you know, you run a sports bar, you know you're going to know when the games are on. Yes. So come on down, enjoy some turkey at the Four Seasons. And speaking of turkeys, we got a lot of them watching today. But Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in, and she says, Great sports day for me. Got the Jays, Pats, and Oilers today. Yes, but the Pats are on the road, and I'll get to that. Apparently it's bush trimming day. Are we sponsored by <laughs> Manscaped again? Anyways, here's the big news. I'm reading this off LinkedIn. Placeline, Toronto, Canada. Canadian-owned sports betting company BetRegal announced today that it has signed a new partnership with The Rod Peterson Show. BetRegal will continue to be the exclusive sports betting partner of the two-hour syndicated sports talk show. Said Ali Lalani, head of marketing at BetRegal, As our brand gears up for more of a presence nationally, we want to ensure we continue to talk to Canadian sports fans on the platforms and spaces they frequent, unquote. The new Amplified partnership includes contests and giveaways, organic content opportunities, social media engagement, advertising, and appearances by various Bet Regal ambassadors. Said CEO of DuPont Media, Darren DuPont, you know him? Quote, we are honored to be renewing and expanding our relationship with Bet Regal and for further incorporating their brand, partners, and ambassadors into the DNA of our show. The Rod Peterson Show airs on Game Plus TV Daily, YouTube Live, noon to 2 Eastern, WQEE 99.1, Metro Atlanta, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon. So there you go. Bet Regal, as our guy Ali said, we're married. Feels good. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about that, or did you say it all in the the news release? I I summed it up, and you summed it up for me, so it's perfect. It's exciting, and, you know, I love when we get two groups together, us and them, that have similar goals all pulling on the rope in the same direction, and it's an exciting <laughs> partnership for us and the organization. Um, so, yeah, uh, Bet Regal, where we're going, there are no roads, said Doc in Back to the Future. I'm just checking the 902 line here, 902-518-3033. Oh, boy, the line's full. Should have known. <laughs> Your mom's written in. How do you feel about that? (laughs) She says, hey, quit calling Darren names. Gee. What name was I calling? Someone's got to stick up for me. When you called me a liar, I think she probably took offense to that. Well, tell tell your kid to stop lying, and I'll stop calling him a liar. You just got a $2 million baseball. You're just going to give it to the baseball hall of fame. Stop it. Come at me. Jeff. In Oregon, Judge broke the New York home run record. I guess that's a big deal. No, it's the American League record that stood since 1961. You know that. They get the news out there, don't they? In Redmond, Oregon. Lyle Robichaux is watching on television, Game Plus in Toronto. She goes, I don't care if it's the Pope's hat. Two million dollars? I'm selling that before I leave the ballpark. (laughs) Sean... In Vancouver, Judge was content getting the 61st and giving it to his mom. He said the 62nd is a souvenir for a fan now. I didn't see that quote. How much have you been following this, Moose? 
Not close enough, you know, so if it's a souvenir for a fan, it's a souvenir for a fan. But um, I I imagine that's going to exchange a few hands. Uh, Chris in Surrey, B.C. says, I would be curious if I could sign the other side of the judge ball. I don't understand that one, Chris. You're going to have to explain that to me. Why would you want to? Why would a person want to sign the ball? You'd ruin it is what you do. You would make it not worth any value. From Rhino Radio, my spirit animal. He's watching in Noonan, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta. He says, great show again today. Thank you, Rhino Radio. What a, He stole that name. I wish I could. I be Rhino Radio? <laughs> uh, um, from Chris, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says, sorry, Mom, I called him crazy. Everybody's apologizing now to your mom, Darren. <laughs> Mandy says, Mandy says, she goes, I got the Moz thing from the chat on your show today. People saying they aren't happy with Moz's play call. That's different than the players, obviously. And that's why I wanted to get to the bottom of that. I don't, I've not heard from any players that are upset with Jason Moz's play calling. Now, have last minute of play in the RP show. Mandy always brings up the best topics right at the end. She's got to be in here tomorrow. And we'll talk about this more, and specifically Friday. And my God, they're about to whack me down here. The players aren't going to say publicly they don't like the play calling. You get that, right, Darren? Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to. And I did see Three Down had posted a quote from Jeremy O'Day, you know, talking about Bo Levi, saying we haven't had any talks with Calgary about Bo Levi. And if we had, I wouldn't be talking about it in the media. So you Read into that what you want. Sounds like there's no, not even any smoke to the uh, Bo Levi to Saskatchewan this year. No, no, but as some said, it should be done. But again, that's why we're doing this and they're doing that. Great show, Moose. Everybody's happy. We'll see you tomorrow. Later. And the rest of you, we'll see you noon Eastern tomorrow on Game Plus. And the key. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. And that's oh, oh, spicy. Oh, 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 good Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.